Hayem yem utches teves. Gam hoela letera emer chazak chazak venis chazek. The one who has the last aliyah, which is also called the aliyah of chazak, he says chazak chazak venis chazek together with the congregation. Now yutches teves tov shingimel was Shabbos pashas vaychi. When we end the first book of Breshis, and the last Aliyah is the Chazak, so the person who gets the Aliyah, after they finish reading, the congregation proclaims and says, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak, be strong, be strong, and we will be strengthened, to wish him that the same way he finished the book of Teda, he should be able to continue learning Teda. He should be strong and continuing to learn Teda. So Reb Chaim Noah says that the one who has the Aliyah does not say it, because this is a blessing to him. So the Rebbe says that our minig is that the one who has the Aliyah does join the congregation, because the blessing is not only to him, it is also to the community. There are other congregations, there are other communities that they only say the word chazak. They proclaim, be strong. So then the community is telling the person who had the Aliyah, be strong. But our version is that we say, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek. We will be strengthened. So we are all inclusive, both the reader and the community. Therefore, the community says it together with the person who has the Aliyah, who returns the blessing to the community. At the end of Mairev, we say, on Motzah Shabbos, we insert a chapter of Tilim, Yeshe B'Sei Sereli, in chapter 91, and we also precede it with the last verse of the previous chapter, Vihinoyam. And then we say, Yeshe B'Sei Ser. So when we say this chapter, when we complete the chapter, the last verse is, so we repeat it. But when we say the same prayer in Shachris of Shabbos, we do not repeat the last posik. So there are two points here. Number one, there is a point that we repeat this verse. We repeat this verse, there are two, two things are accomplished. When we repeat this verse, we say the last word is bishu osi. The word bishu osi has two yuds in it. If we repeat the word, then we have four yuds. What do we gain out of four yuds? Hashem's name, Yud K Vov K, can be spelled when we break up the letters. They have a milui, a filling, to fill in every letter, like the letter Yud is Yud Vov Dalet, and the letter He could be spelled He with an Aleph or He with a Yud. There are different ways of spelling the word, the letter. So when these four letters are spelled out all with a yud, so we have four yuds. When we repeat Bishosi twice, then we have four yuds. Then we have the benefit and the blessing of the name of Yudke Vovke for the week. We're starting a new week and we need Hashem's protection. So we try to get the protection from this name.
Therefore, Shabbos morning, we don't say it because Shabbos in itself is also a blessing and a protection. And then there's another thing on Motzah Shabbos. When we say Vihinoyam together with Yeshua B'Seser, and we repeat the last verse, Eirech Yomim, we have a total of 129 letters. And then the chapter of Tilim itself is one. So that adds up to 130. 130 is the numerical equation of the word Hanim. Those Koyanim who were victorious against the Greeks at the miracle of Hanukkah. They were successful by repeating this posik. They would say this posik, and they were blessed. So therefore, we want to invoke that blessing for the week with the number 130, which adds up when we say Vihinoyam together with Yeshua B'Seser, and the last posik, Eirech Yomim, we repeat it twice. Behiyeis had yelled, when Tzemach Tzedek was a young child, and he was learning what says in the Posik that Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. So his teacher translated and explained according to the interpretation of the Balaturim. That Yaakov lived his best 17 years in Egypt. When he came home from school, and he asked his grandfather, how is it possible that Yaakov, our patriarch, the most eminent of the patriarchs, his best years, his choicest years, should be the 17 years that he lived in Egypt? The uh, lowest, the obscenity of the earth. Vayaneu Admar and al responded. Ksiv, it says, as Yaakov was preparing to descend into Mitzrayim, he sent Yehuda ahead of him in advance to go show him the place, the way to Goshen, to the city of Goshen. And Rashi quotes the Medrash. Omer said, he sent Yehuda lahaskin loy based Talmud to prepare for him a house of study. There should be a study house of Torah. So the Shvatim will be immersed and meditating on Torah. As men learn Torah, when you study Torah, which is the word of Lahiris, to study, Goishno, vert you become closer. Goishno from the word vayigashel of Yehuda, you become closer. Vert menenter you become closer to Hashem. Un eichi Mitzrayim is given vaychi, so also in Mitzrayim it was vaychi gelept. 
He was full of life. Now this is from a letter the Friedrich Kerebe wrote to a uh, congratulating a uh, shir um, that was led by Reb Nissen Talushkin. They were completing the shas and they finished the shas over 17 years. So the Rebbe right away connects it with the word, the number 17 is the word toiv, good. So there's nothing good ain't toiv ela teira. There's nothing good but teira. So the Rebbe connects it with this saying, that Al-Terebbe told the Tzemach Tzedek, that the best years is that you become close to Hashem through teira. When Yaakov sends Yehuda. He sends him to create a center of Teda in Egypt. So when you study Teda, you have Toiv, you have good, you have 17 best years, even in a place like Mitzrayim, in bondage and the constraints of the world, still you have the good and best holy life. So the Rebbe addresses this and uh, he highlights even a, an additional point. Who was sent to go to Mitzrayim? Who was sent to set up this yeshiva? It was Yehuda. Why Yehuda? So there are two things that happen when you go to Mitzrayim. When you go to Mitzrayim, there is the idea of we have to refine the sparks. So refining, refining the sparks in Egypt, sometimes it could be logical. I understand why I have to go to Egypt. I'm going to Egypt to refine sparks. So my logic tolerates it. But when it's Yehuda, Yehuda means you subjugate yourself to Hashem. You have Kabbalah soil. You accept the yoke of Hashem. And you say that you're going to study Tere. Why do I have to go study Tere in Mitzrayim? What does Mitzrayim have to do with Tere? This is what the Eivishter wants. Even in Mitzrayim, you should study Tere. And when you come to Mitzrayim, then you're not in bondage and you're not constrained. You are living the best years because you are studying Teda in Mitzrayim.